What are you drinking out of now? That's not Corona. What happened to Corona? This is this is like a, a sort of a blender jug, you know, that you would do. <laughs> it's got to that it's point you're a, drinking out of a, a blender. When you get to a certain size like me, a glass doesn't have enough water in it. You need a bigger <laughs> container. You need uh, a trough. You do. You need, honestly, I like to take a Pyrex. You know the big Pyrex things that you like do for like baking or like gravy? I take that to bed. It's like two litres of water. <laughs> It's my top tip. If you are going to be fat, kids, you need to drink a lot of water. <laughs> there you go. Stay in school. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody back to The Movie Men for another instalment of Isolation Movie Chaos. Uh, so we have this week with us, Johnny Smith, back for another week. How are you doing, mate? I'm very well, thank you. How how are we, Callum? How are Excellent. we? Excellent. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Ollie Britton? Oh, very well, very glad to be here. Excellent. And then welcoming back for a long-awaited return, James Pugh. How are you, James? Hello, I am, I am well, thank you. I'm looking forward to this. It's like putting on an old... Comfy pair of pants that uh, have a few two holes in. The missus has told you to get rid of, but uh, you've kept anyway. That's fine. You're not you're not seeing anyone apart from the missus for a while, so you well, can buy whatever go. pair of pants you like. Ollie, are you are you drinking a Corona? I'm drinking a lovely bottle of chilled Corona. Are you just Ooh, trolling on the edge? Just trolling I, everyone. I, I feel like this whole thing has really upped my uh, palate for Corona. I just I see it now in the supermarket, and I just go, yeah, give me twelve of them. Like yeah. Mexican themed beers. It's like forbidden fruit, isn't it? You just want it. A danger yeah, beer. Yeah. Going down very, very smoothly. It's just really hitting the spot, you know. You need a lot. You need a lime in that. Yeah, I do. Disinfect I do. it. I understand totally though. It's like when I started listening to a lot more Lost Profits after all the unpleasantness. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, so, uh, something that caught my eye this week, fellas, was that um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and uh, fellow actor Issa Rae are apparently teaming up for an HBO Backyard Wrestling show. Now, I didn't actually understand what Backyard Wrestling was. Apparently, it just means it's not amateur porn, wrestling it? in America. No, it's not. No, that's like horizontal wrestling. That's porn, I think. <laughs> um, so, it doesn't mean what I thought it did, but... The question I want to know from you guys still stands, which is, if there was a backyard wrestling show, i.e. people just wrestling in back gardens, who from the world of film would you most like to see fight in it? And what's their alter ego? So James, I'm gonna start with you. It's your return to the pod. So as it's your return to the pod, kick us off. Well, I was tempted to go maybe in a more British direction when you said oh, backyard, yes. and I was thinking maybe a you know like a Chris Packham or a, Chris you know, an Alan Titchmarsh, you know, with a backyard wrestling kind Spring of thing. Watch kind of kind of vibe. Yeah, ex- exactly. You know, um, which um, I, I I went away from because you said film, um, and oh, I ended yes. up settling on someone that I that probably has wrestled someone in their back garden uh, with Gary Busey. Yeah. Um, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. And a, a, a pun that I wrestled someone against so their long. will in his back garden. But sorry. Well, have you, have you not seen that? Have you not seen that film where he he, he plays a dog? Where he, he dies no. and comes back as a dog, <laughs> but he's Gary Busey with a collar around his neck. But everyone sees a dog, but we, the audience, see Gary Busey. Why have uh, we not seen this? And this is, there's like stories. Don't worry, I'll put it to the, on the top twenty-five. 
characters will talk to each other that like, oh yeah, the dog was like sniffing my leg or oh he was in the he was in the underwear drawer and all this and it's like just adult human Gary Busey. Um, so, sorry, what, and what's this, this got to do with wrestling? This film is like, it's shot on like a DV camera. Honestly, it is hilarious. I'll have to find out what it's called and make sure it wasn't some kind of fever dream. Sounds like a dream. Um, yeah. But it's, it's real. But So in that vein, um, I went with Gary Busey and then some pun which you can fill in yourself along the line of maybe alcohol abuse as he's oh, uh, yeah. You know, something Close to like the bone. that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I love I love how you've also gone. So the question was the the person of the world of film and their alter ego, and you've just told the listeners to fill in their own blanks. There really feels like you've done half half the job. <laughs> it's interactive, so they can play along at home. You know, yeah, that's true. Is, that's true. Keep keep them engaged. <laughs> Johnny, what about you? Well, I thought um, you know what film to look at for this question and obviously the answer as is the answer to every question is the full monty of course <laughs> every everyone's favorite 1997 film um so i thought robert carlyle's character in the full monty gaz he would make a great wrestler um because he would use his stripping ability and he would call himself the steel girder because he's from sheffield <laughs> oh he yeah works in that's a, good works in the steel mill yeah yeah All so he'd be, he'd be the steel girder and his in his Specialty would basically be taking his clothes off until he gets down to his bollocks and then he just dangles them in your face. <laughs> Love that. Robert Carlyle whipping you in the face he's with his bollocks. His finishing move, his finishing move is the Yorkshire tea bag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that's good. <laughs> the you only thing that's disappointing is that you haven't gone for like the whole tag team vibe with the whole well, yeah, lot of them out. If you go for a tag team, you could get um, Horse in because yeah. he's got an even more dangerous weapon than Rob Carlyle's test. An, an even steelier girder. <laughs> oh, gosh. If you will. And on that note, Ollie? Yeah, so I, I kind of went like James in sort of the British direction. I think it's quite funny about, about this one, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. I think it's something quite funny about the geriatric angle. Okay, so I've got like Dame Maggie Smith, right, and Dame Judy Dench, like as a tag team. Okay, and they're the damsels in distress. They're dressed down. <laughs> They're like, very much like the Satanist vibe this week. You know, they're kind of like black makeup. I'm sort of imagining a bit like Kiss. So quite yeah. friendly, but kind of a bit, you know. The damsels in distress, nice. Well, the damsels um, in distress. I went, so you've gone for the old end of the spectrum. I went for the very young end of the spectrum. And I've gone with Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. Good. Because, you know, as most wrestlers, he's got bags of charisma. He loves a one-liner. Absolutely loves a one-liner. So he'd be just dishing out, dishing out the abuse. We know he's a great improviser. See what he True. does with tins of paint and nails and an iron. Imagine what he can do with tables, ladders, and chairs. All <laughs> kinds of damage. Uh, he's unfazed by a David and Goliath battle. And um, he'd obviously be fighting against the wet bandits every week. So I think that's... We got Joe Pesci in there as well for, for a bit of extra. And um, for his alter ego, um, we go with Killer Kid Kevin, uh, which nice. would be KKK for short. I can't Ooh. imagine there'd be anything wrong with that. Controversial. That's smart. That's that's getting people's attention, Callum. Might infringe on some IP, but you've got absolutely no chance of selling merch, though. Very short-sighted. (laughs) I don't know, mate. Some people, yeah, yeah, some people. It'd be flying off the shelves in Trump's America. Um, I think that I like the full Monty there. I think that's got to be the winner, hasn't it? The whole lot of the the steel girders. Well, yeah, and the good thing is they can build the hell in the cell, the the elimination (laughs) chamber. They can knock it all together very quickly. (laughs) 
in these coronavirus times, you would save a lot of people having to be in the arena because they could just put it up and then take it down again. So Exactly. So two birds with one stone. Practical as well as weird. Oh, hi. I've just seen Little and Large prancing around Sheffield with the widgets hanging out. Now, that would be worth ten quid. Don't be so bloody tough. We were just saying, Widgets you know. on parade, bring your own microscope. I don't see why the chuff not, Gerald. Because you're fat and he's thin and you're both ugly. So this week we are continuing with our 25 films to watch for free on Netflix and Prime and we've gone with a slightly different tack this week. We've gone with Hail Satan which was released last year and is a documentary uh, available for free, totally free on Netflix. Um, so a little background to this, it's from filmmaker Penny Lane, great name, and it looks at the activities of the Satanic Temple which is a monotheistic religious group based in the United States as they work to preserve the separation of church and state by opposing the increasing influence of religious groups on politics. Here's a little taster. We're not what you think we are. Satanic Temple was an idea between a handful of people directly confronting authority. This makes life fun. State officials have put up a Ten Commandments monument on government property. Satanists are demanding equal rights. I am a tax-paying member of Arkansas, and I don't want that there. They just want to irritate. The Satanic Temple says you also need to put up our monument to Satanism. We want people to evaluate the United States being a Christian nation. It's not. So this film was uh, recommended by James. So James, first back in the pod, back in your fine pair of sweats. Why yes. did you choose this film? Well, um, well, there are two reasons, actually. Um, the first reason was, I think, off the back of, and we'll get into this in the chat, is off the back of the success of tiger king and more recently over the past like six months the kind of the netflix doc yeah um documentaries have kind of had a renaissance so to speak over the past couple of years yeah I mean, more so and again we'll talk about this later more so in tv perhaps um so you know what what better time than ever than to start getting into documentaries and then the second one was um again people are stuck inside they've got a lot more free time it, it's a chance to watch films that maybe they wouldn't have watched mm -hmm. on their first go round. I think this, I mean, the film was released in 2019, so technically this is still its first go round. So, you know, it, it is quite fresh. Um, and yeah, it just, wh why not give, give it a go? So, Ollie, this wasn't on your radar, I don't think, before it came up uh, as part of the pod. But what were your initial thoughts on it then? So, what, what did, how did you find it? Yeah, no, I'd never heard of it. So, in that sense, I was quite excited. And the content is very, interesting because it's obviously quite um uh, what's the word i'm looking it's kind of it is it, it is provocative which is obviously what they're going mm -hmm. for but it's, it's still but it's also fascinating there's some, like like you said some, we we're talking earlier before the pod there's some really interesting um bones that they're picking with you know the american sort of constitution and, and how things are laid out and yet how things don't really seem to um, tick those boxes with regard to the religious dominance of you know Christianity is big in America and so it's, it's an interesting topic um, so I did enjoy it but um, in terms of the entertainment factor mm -hmm. I didn't leave the documentary feeling that entertained you know I'd, I'd, I'd probably recommend it if someone was interested in that but I don't know if I'd watch it again yeah and Johnny in terms of the content then so all these touched on it a little bit did you think it was what do you think about the content do you think it was strong it kind of doesn't immediately grip you, I think, and it sort of starts with this sort of them addressing, you know, um, on the steps of this Congress building, and it's kind of quite small. It seems sort of a parody, mm. but then I think as it gets going, 
it's kind of really interesting that it sort of goes against this idea that these are basically a load of weird sort of goths and they're just causing trouble and trolling people. But actually they've got this sort of, you know, idea of, you know, living life in a, in a sort of much freer, sort of, you know, quite um, optimistic way. You know, not what we think of as sort of, you know, satanic worshippers. Mm-hmm. But I suppose, you know, and there's this sort of conflict they have with the state, you know, and, and sort of, you know, trying to stop the sort of Christianity overtaking and sort of, you know, governing American politics. But as a narrative, it does sort of feel like it runs out of steam and there isn't that sort of arc and trajectory. It does have some absolutely bonkers moments as well. It goes from like the ritualistic cult side of things into just the normality of the banality of effectively they're just like trying to do some legal wrangling to get a statue put up so James in terms of like how, do you think it was like clear in its purpose or was it a little bit muddled sometimes do you think? Other than just raising awareness and going yeah look at these fellas there wasn't much else there there wasn't yeah. a narrative <laughs> they, they clearly knew look oh, actually you know what these aren't creepy people. They're actually really intelligent, really articulate, and essentially on a, on a very high scale level, trolling the American government to use their own laws against them, right? And then you slap the word Satan, Satanist, and hell Satan on the front of that, and now suddenly you've got yourself a provocative documentary. The unfortunate thing is, there's only about 20 minutes of actual progression that happens a lot of it is just information yeah it's yeah. like a it is he's a, a 20 minute youtube video of on vice of yeah hey, have you seen what these guys are doing sticking up this baphomet statue yeah um, and we kind of pick it up in the first half hour and then it drops off as we then start learning more about these maybe rogue fractions of the satanic temple that are taking it all oh, back in our day we used to do this and then they take it back to the Baphomet statue and then <laughs> back in our day of... in the satanic temple I remember it... the good old days of the satanic temple <laughs> but like but they, they, they have this one thread that they think is strong it's not particularly strong they realise that and they veer off it a lot which makes that middle thread even weaker this is really my main bone of contention is that when I think about the fantastic documentaries or even documentary style uh, TV shows like when you think of someone like you know, you know, famously Louis Theroux, it's mm. the way you know his ability to unearth things that others can't unearth to ask you know the difficult, awkward questions and prize an answer out of them. Yeah. And I think when you think of those documentaries that wow you, they either cover every person involved. And I think with this documentary, they're very much on the side of the you know the satanic temple, which is which is which is fine because they're trying to show their purpose. But I think mm. for me, there's there was some really interesting. Um, contradictions that uh, uh, you know that, that they could have really led into. There was no invest. There was no investigation. They were. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they kind of That's came it. out There's with no an idea and didn't dig deep because again, I yeah. thought it was it was interesting when they showed her that that Jex woman going off the rails a bit with the pig. And you're like, oh great, here we go. Because now what we're going to see <laughs> is go. that <laughs> we're, we're going to get the, naked the two sides of the coin because then? obviously yeah. what they were what they were showing as being the representatives of essentially the American government and kind of Christianity were the extreme versions. Not everyone has those views as that guy putting the Ten Commandments up, right? So they were showing the, 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 the small extreme people that are against them. I think in that respect, in the informative yeah. side, it leans more to maybe on a Michael Moore side, but Michael Moore light, like diet Michael Moore, you know, in the very, very <laughs> kind of like surface Could level. Could do with a diet actually, to be fair, Michael Moore. <laughs> In terms of the actual style in the production, Johnny, it, there wasn't much originality to it either, was there? It wasn't like 
it wasn't like you know uh, the Cobain one, Montage of Heck, where they use all the animation mm. or or something along those lines. You know, it was it was just very very straight. Yeah, and I think you know something like Montage of Heck is a great example of a really interesting documentary that sort of tries to you know change the sort of formal techniques it used to tell its story based mm. on you know the character and you know Kurt Cobain's feelings sort of you know through cartoons and through through these sort of visual you know montages and styles. So I think, you know, obviously you can have a sort of fairly traditional documentary like, say, Tiger King, in a sense, you know, isn't that radical in the way it's put together, but because the content is so completely batshit and insane (laughs) that it doesn't need to. It just, you know, just put Joe Exotic out there and, you know, mental shit happens. Whereas this, you know, in a sense, I think maybe Hail Satan sort of thought, we'll just put it out there and it's going to be strong enough and weird enough to carry itself. And actually, it does feel very run-of-the-mill, you know, sort yeah. of talking heads. Here's a few other people giving some insight. Here's some news footage. Where does the Baphomet statue sit in the pantheon of statues? I mean, you've got some. You've got the Statue of Liberty. Uh, you've got the Michael Jackson statue that was at Craven Cottage. Where are you putting Baphomet in your statues? Above Michael Jackson, below Michelangelo's David. What about, yeah, <laughs> in yeah, the Michaels. Yeah. Between the Between Michaels. the Michaels. <laughs> But far, like far above it, the Cristiano Ronaldo one at Madeira Airport. Oh, that's oh, yeah. the best. That's yeah. the best. That's a cracker. <laughs> um, so did anyone have any any favourite moments or least favourite moment? Uh, the, the the best bit was <clears throat> the when he held up the news article um, that said Satanists, uh, what was it? Satanist <laughs> turns, t- turns ghost lesbian or something like that. <laughs> Say, yeah, Satanist turned dead woman lesbian. I was just like, <laughs> that is so good. And that was it. That was my highlight for me, just that, yeah. that moment. Ollie, do you have a highlight or low light? Yeah, I, I, I think I know you've mentioned it a few times, but I think that scene with Jex, it's felt like the most sort of insidious moment of like, Visceral. is there some, yeah, is there a darkness? Is, is there something sinister? And although it didn't, it didn't press into it, I mean, maybe it's not there, but um, I, it felt that was a change in tone that I, I felt was like, okay, this is interesting. This is the question I've been wondering, you know, all along about some of these people. So yeah, I, I, that scene was probably, had me the most gripped, even though it's very brief. Um, and then the next scene, when she, then she's just sweeping up afterwards. What a great contrast. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it is all faintly ridiculous. Hence the Curb Your Enthusiasm music that they keep putting throughout. That, that was a good choice. Johnny, that, yeah, that music. Johnny, any particular moments? Um, I mean, I just really liked when, you know, they sort of battling over this Ten Commandments statue being put up you know, the governor puts it up and it's this, you know, he makes this big speech about how important it is. And then just some drunk guy just drives it over and (laughs) drives over it, smashes it in half and films it. But he has nothing to do with the satanic joke. And they're they're kind of quite annoyed about it, which tells you (laughs) how PC, you know, the satanic cultists are, that they're like, oh no, someone ran it over. That's bad PR. (laughs) And he said freedom really quietly went, freedom. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, he said something that was like really yeah. sort of innocuous. It is true when it's was, like he was as weird as he looked. How sanitized? How sanitized is the modern culture when like the satanic temple are just concerned about their PR? Yeah, and litter picking. Yeah, it's like <laughs> come, come on, guys. on, more pigs' heads. Yeah, there were some really funny moments like when they tried to have like their black mass and ended up just doing it above a Chinese restaurant. That's yeah. amazing. I love that. I just wish I could have seen that discussion with the owner. Be like, "Hi guys, what do you want? We want to do a black mass. 
Okay, but are you going to order any food? Yeah, we'll get some food. Yeah, come on. <laughs> do, we, do we have to get food if we... Yes. Yeah, you've got to. Get, if yeah. you're going to have a black mask, you do need. Satanism is looking out for the other because we are the other. I am following a code of ethics, having fellowship with brethren. Why can't that be a religion? We do indeed invoke Satan. We have gone from three people to 50,000. There's no doubt that this is my life's work. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Okay, so we would normally be doing three Faster and Furious around about this time, but there's no Harry Anton in this week's pod. So we are still going to do a three Faster and Furious, but with a little twist. What we're going to do is, and I've not told any of you guys this, we're going to play a little game of categories where you have to go one after the other, you know, oh, yeah. and name the same thing, right? And in, in honor of uh, the great Jack Nicholson, whose birthday was yesterday... We're going to start off with our first of our three topics being Jack Nicholson films. So let's go, let's go in reverse alphabetical order. Ollie, Johnny, James, right? So Ollie, you're going to start us off. So you okay. cannot repeat what, the, what anyone else has said. So as soon as there's a repeat, yeah. you're out of there. As soon as you say one that he's not in, you're also okay. out of there. Okay? Okay. So Can I start? Yes. You start with it, Ollie. So three, two, one, go. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. The Shining. Easy Rider. The Departed. The Last Detail. Oh, that's so. so the deep. Bucket List. And ah, uh, fuck. Ah, uh, he's, he's out. He's out. It's uh, Johnny V. Yeah. James head to head. Can't say any of the ones that haven't already been gone. Johnny, you're first uh, up. The King of Marvin Gardens. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. Anger <laughs> Management. That is. Carnal knowledge with Art Garfunkel. <laughs> the witches of Eastwick. Oh, this could go uh, on for a while. Did we say one flew over the cookies nest? Yeah, yeah he did. So you it. lose. Wow. James wins. Uh, I, I am not prepared to compete with these titans. Of that, <laughs> that wasn't quite as fast or as furious as I was expecting, but nonetheless. <laughs> it was uh, so measured. That's Mild fine. and mannered. I am good at three things. Fighting, screwing, and reading the news. Now, I've already done one of those today, so what's the other one going to be, huh? Well, that wasn't quite fast or furious, but maybe we'll get some uh, fast and furious news from James Pugh. What have you got for us this week? James, what's ca caught your eye in the world of film? So, obviously, there's lots of stuff going on with this virus and that, um, <laughs> which... Understatement of the century. Yeah. <laughs> which obviously I didn't actually notice. Is there, is there something going on? <laughs> which obviously has a big effect on um, film industry and film releases. Um, one of the things I found quite interesting is um, they've now announced that Scoob, which is the um, Scooby-Doo new animation film, is releasing straight to uh, video on demand. Straight to where it should be. <laughs> so it's actually a very interesting time because Trolls World Tour went straight to video on demand. Uh, after a, about a month and a half at the cinema, The Invisible Man went. Uh, one called The Hunt went on as well. I want to see that. And it's, it's, it's quite interesting because a lot of the time, over the past year or so, a lot of people have talked about this death of the cinema and is the, is the format of film releases changing and no one kind of had really no one had the balls to go we're going to drop this film on video on demand 
and we're not going to release it in the cinema um, and we're going to see what, what happens with it. And, and obviously films do go on, on video on demand, but I mean a major release. Isn't it a real travesty that while we're in lockdown, all these great films have been pushed back and yet they're still churning out Trolls and Scoob. And that's what, <laughs> that's what we've got that's what we've got to go with. Taking us back to the golden age of cinema, though, Johnny, you wanted to talk about something this week? Well, yeah, I think um, in, in sort of total opposite to sort of what we're talking about, the future of cinema and, uh, you know, what's going to happen to it. Uh, yeah, talk about the old days of cinema. So if you don't know... The monochrome, know, back when a, men were men and women were scared. Exactly, good old-fashioned days. Um, so there's a TV channel in the UK for our international listeners, if you're out there. Um, called Talking Pictures Do you know what? TV. We actually have listeners from Finland, apparently, according to the stats. Ah, I but should they say... They must be um, desperate. I should say, <laughs> moi moi, metakulu. There we go. Bit of Finnish for you. Was that Finnish. Hail Satan in Finnish? Or was that yes, Hail Satan. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> hi, how are you? Oh, lovely. Sorry, I think Johnny wants to say something. Sorry. The, yeah, sorry, the, the poor Finnish people, this, this new segment is of no use to you because you yeah. have this channel in Finland. <laughs> But anyway, there's a channel called Talking Pictures TV. You can get it on Sky, you can get it on Freeview, Virgin, all that shit. Um, and basically, it sort of was set up by this sort of British film fan, this uh, old bloke who used to work for the Rank Film Organisation. And he basically just bought up the rights to all these really old films that nobody wanted. And so he built up this collection. And then one day, no one wanted to show them. So he thought, fuck it, I'll just set my own TV channel up. And so we have Talking Pictures, and he runs it from his shed in his garden, and it shows all classics of British cinema, British TV, a few American ones, so sort of, you know, all those gritty northern dramas from the 60s are in there, you know, a few, a few bits of colour, not too much, we like a good bit of black and white. But anyway, they've been a runaway success, and everyone thinks it's great, and seeing all these old films sort of rediscovered. Um... And ultimately, you know, it's sort of this really nice homemade success story of, of old cinema, but they are on their arse a bit with a sort of coronavirus and advertising. So I implore everyone to watch Talking Pictures and discover some gritty, gritty dramas. What the hell do you think spies are? Moral philosophers measuring everything they do against the word of God or Karl Marx? They're not. They're just a bunch of seedy, squalid bastards like me. Little men, drunkards, queers, henpecked husbands, civil servants playing cowboys and Indians to brighten their rotten little lives. Do you think they sit like monks in a cell, balancing right against wrong? So, we've normally finished with a, a quiz, but we mix it up a little bit and we're going to have a welcome return for one of my favourite segments that we've ever had on the show, Ollie's Challenge. Ollie's Challenge oh. of the Week. Ollie's Challenge, challenging you. Gah! We're still Gah! working on the jingle. Where's, where's uh, with you and Anton just making up your own jingles? Yeah, well, someone's got to do it. Uh, That's true. So, welcome to Ollie's Challenge. So, this isn't that, this is, it's not that... Um, okay, so I've got, it's not challenging. I've got an imaginary meal. Okay, I have three courses. And each course is a clue for a documentary. Okay. So, there's one for the starter, two for mains, and two for pudding. And there's a very tenuous bonus. So, for my starter... Supersize me. Pra- I have a prawn cocktail. Sounds very 80s. Sounds, yeah. uh... I can give you a clue. So the kids, these are very large prawns. District 9, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, I prawns. get it. They were big prawns. He's a documentary, though, didn't he? I know. But yeah. it, that was a documentary, wasn't it? It was a mockumentary. 
There's a mocky docky film. You telling me there aren't alien prawns in South Africa? Don't don't <laughs> listen to him, Johnny. They're talking shit. <laughs> okay, so uh, let me answer. And five G can melt steel beams. It's very much a linguistic link. So, how are big prawns often described as? King oh. prawn, kingpin, oh. king. Oh. We've only said it. We've only said it about eight times today already. King. Tiger king. Tiger king. Boom. Tiger, you get tiger prawns and you get oh, king prawns. Oh yeah, that is okay. That's really that is good actually. I just was, James. Okay, now now we've got the way. Now we've got it. Yeah, it's that's very that's linguistic. The, that's the example. <laughs> that not, makes not, sense. Yeah. All right, so there you go, James. Point for James. Well done, Bing. sir. Okay, the next one. I can't believe I said king point. like seventeen times and didn't yeah, say king, tiger. King, 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 king. king, king, king. If I keep saying king, I'm just going to say king. Um, Smaller man, please. All right. For my main course, I have sausage and chips. And there's two up for grabs here. I don't bang, know which way to bang go with this. it. Bang, oh, bangers, bang, bang. Lin- uh, Linda McCartney. Chipolata. Chipolata, Chippendales. <laughs> Frank, Frankfurter. Cumberland. Hot dog. The chips part is easy, if I called them fries. Freedom fries. What's the most famous American restaurant where you get fries? McDonald's, supersize me. Hello. Okay. There we go. Supersize me. Because I already, because I already said it earlier. I didn't yeah, think, I and you didn't bat an eyelid. I thought you'd be like, that's your fault. I've got a point face, Cal. That's true. I think, okay. geez, I, was I think to... Alan Turing would take a while to get some of these to be fair. Yeah, okay. <laughs> be bad okay, so maybe these are really first. bad. <laughs> sausage. Sausage. Well, it's called all these challenge for region. Fuck yeah, you're absolutely right. It's a challenge. The sausage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're never gonna get this there. Wiener. Sausage. Wiener. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. The documentary Wiener that about was, the yeah, New York was Mayor, 2013. And so, no gets point there. And so, for pudding, okay, this is two here. Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Now, they did do a documentary about Ben and Jerry's, didn't they? Yeah, maybe, but this is... Uh... Uh... <laughs> now, it's a type of Ben and Jerry's, probably the most famous. Okay, cookie dough. Uh, fish food. Oh yeah, uh, blackfish. Blackfish. Boom. Oh, Callum uh, just stuck in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So then the other link to ice is, is more the ice cream. This is kind of a tenuous. It's more about what ice cream is. Uh, so would it be the milk one, the uh, the cow one, cowspiracy? There it is. Oh, hey. And there's a See? bonus, a really tenuous bonus for the Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. The ampersand is your clue. Is there one just called ampersand? <laughs> that would be the most mind-numbingly boring the history of so the So sometimes people wanted to say and but they didn't have the time to write the full word Well no, what it is now. is an ampersand So ampersand to solve the situation they came up <laughs> with a novel idea Yeah, okay, the answer is Jim and Andy Jim, Am- Jim ampersand Andy all about Jim Carrey becoming uh, Andy Kaufman uh, and if you Oh, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah and that's very tenuous. Though. That was that was tenuous. Seen, well, that's, a, that's a tough thing. That's a that's yeah, a Turing one. That's one for Turing. That's really tough. Um, but that is an awesome documentary. Honestly, that is probably that's one of the best ones I've ever seen. It's incredible. That's a fine meal. Why am I an American? Why am I Canadian? What is that? What does that mean? Somebody put a line down and said this is that. You know. Uh, you know we're so much more. And everything is so are these abstract structures that you're given and and it's supposed to hold you together somehow you know and i've just given them up you know and i don't need to be held together i'm fine so that's everything from us for another week no more hail satan for us next week we are going to be looking instead at 
Quigley. Horrible bosses, actually. What did you say? Quigley. Quigley. More Quigley. Let's get Quigley. Let's watch Quigley. Which I think is an is an Ollie jam, isn't it? The uh, the horrible yeah, bosses. Man. So a bit of comedy, a bit of light relief to uh, break up the serious nature of every other film that we've been doing so far. True. Um, so has anyone got any big plans for, for this week? Well, I should probably say about the secret cinema, I think it's movie related. Oh yeah, Ollie, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got something big, you've got something big coming up. I'm working with uh, Secret Cinema, I've done a number of productions with. Oh. Um, they're doing Secret Sofa in this in this COVID crisis, so it's a chance to engage in a Secret Cinema production all the way from home. If you've got Zoom, I think, and Facebook Live, um, you'll see me playing the part of a news anchor. And the film is Groundhog Day, which is a classic. Um, so you know, so you get to watch. If you don't know Secret Cinema, you get to watch the film. But there's like you, some babe. stuff beforehand. Yeah, exactly. It's all it's I all good stuff. There's, you, and there's stuff before. There's a party at the end. People will be dressing up, dancing, and drinking. So you know, if you want to get involved, search Secret Sofa, and uh, you'll see me, one of movie men's movie men. James, what have you got? Uh, I'm f- fuck all, mate. I'm just working. <laughs> <laughs> Grafting my internet connection. And Johnny, yeah. how about you? Just a talking pictures marathon. Yeah, I'll probably just watch a selection of black and white British films and cry myself to sleep. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to be signing on. So uh, we've all got a great week ahead. Are you going hey, to do uh, the full Monty dance? Are we desensitised? It's like 10 years ago. Would this be, oh my God, have you seen the documentary about this? Like, that mm. dude's rubbing his nuts on that on that woman's uh, gravestone. Yeah. And, I, and all that gets from me is like a... Was that, uh, was that Robert that's Carlyle? It. That's all I get. <laughs> is that the steel girders? <laughs> <laughs> but, but do you know what I mean? Like that... Waving his nuts around. Like, We've been re- we've been talking about this, and, o- and only Johnny briefly brought it up. Like, that. Fl- we just watched it. We're like, yep, there they are. He's just teabagging that. That gravestone, no one's yeah. bothered. Do you know what I mean? And we were just kind of like, oh, that was all right. Was, it's just a flash in the pan. At one point, we had on our group chat, Baphomet's Dick would be a great name for a metal band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Baphomet's Dick.